episode 0903-23, a rendering of each of seven episodes. Episode 1, A Year with the Church Fathers. Rely on what no one else can take away. Expensive tech doesn't make a good horse, says St. John Chrysostom. Likewise, wealth, health, and reputation don't make a good man. All these things can be taken away, but nothing can take away real virtue. What is the virtue of a horse? Is it to have a bridle studded with gold and straps to match and a silk band to fasten the housing and colorful clothes embroidered with gold thread and headgear studded with jewels and hair braided with golden cord? Or is it to be swift and strong in its legs, even in its paces, and to have hooves that fit a well-bred horse, a courage for long journeys and warfare, and to be calm on the battlefield and to save its rider if there is a rut, a rut? Isn't it obvious that these are the things that make the virtue of the horse and not the others? And what kind of vine should we admire? One that's covered with leaves and branches or one loaded down with fruit? Or what kind of virtue belongs to an olive tree? Is it to have big branches and lots of leaves or is it to have an abundance of its own fruit all over the tree? Well, let's look at human beings the same way. What is the virtue of a man? Not riches, so that you fear poverty. Not bodily health, so that you are afraid to get sick. Not public opinion, so that you fear a bad reputation. Not life, just for its own sake, so that death is terrible to you. Not freedom, so that you avoid servitude. No, the virtue of a man is carefulness in holding true doctrine and righteous living. Not even the devil himself can take these things away from you if you have them, as long as you take the necessary care to guard them. St. John Chrysostom, no one can harm the man who does not injure himself. 3. In God's presence, consider how much of my effort goes into true doctrine and righteous living. How much goes into riches, health, and what other people think of me? Closing prayer. Lord, I do not desire gold and silver or precious stones or gorgeous garments, but I pray only that I may find grace before you and that you may open when I knock. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. A Deep Meaning. Hell is where no one has anything in common with anybody else except the fact they all hate one another and cannot get away from one another and from themselves. And yet the world, with all its wars, is not yet hell. And history, however terrible, has another and deeper meaning. For it is not the evil of history that is its significance, and it is not by the evil of our time that our time can be understood. In the furnace of war and hatred, the city of those who love one another is drawn and fused together in the heroism of charity under suffering, while the city of those who hate everything is scattered and dispersed, and its citizens are cast out in every direction 
like sparks, smoke, and flame. New Seeds Contemplation. Episode number three, Magnificat. March 2023, volume 24, number 13. Item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 16, verses 9 through 31. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, Send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them, he said. Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded to someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Item number two, meditation of the day, emulating Lazarus. Let us be wise. Let us not say that if God loved so-and-so, he would not have allowed him to become poor. This very fact is the greatest evidence of God's love for the Lord disciplines him who he loves and chastises every son who he receives. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 6. And elsewhere it is written, My son, if you come forward to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for temptation. Set your heart right and be steadfast. Surus chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, my beloved, let us call fortunate not the wealthy, but the virtuous, Let us call miserable not the poor, but the wicked. Let us not regard what is present, but consider what is to come. Let us not examine not the outer garments, but the conscience of each person. Let us pursue the virtue and joy which come from righteous actions. And let us, both rich and poor, emulate Lazarus. For this man did not endure just one or two or three tests of virtue, but very many. I mean that he was poor, he was ill, he had no one to help him. He remained in a house which could have relieved all his troubles, but 
was granted no word of comfort. He saw the man who neglected him enjoying such luxury, and not only enjoying luxury, but living in wickedness without suffering any misfortune. Not for two or three days, but for his whole life he saw himself in this situation, and the rich man in the opposite. What excuse will we have when this man endured all the misfortunes at once with such courage, if we will not bear even the half of these? For this reason Christ set him before us, so that whatever troubles we encounter, seeing in this man a greater measure of tribulation, we may gain enough comfort and consolation from his wisdom and patience. He stands forth as a single teacher of the whole world for those who suffer any misfortune, whatever, offering himself for all to see and surpassing all of them in the excess of his own troubles. For all this, let us give thanks to God who loves mankind. Let us gather help from the narration. Let us talk of Lazarus continually in councils at home, in the marketplace, and everywhere. Let us examine carefully all the wealth which comes from this parable, so that we may both pass through the present troubles without grief and attain to the good things which are to come, of which we may be all found worthy by the grace and love of our Lord Jesus Christ with whom to the Father, together with the Holy Spirit, be glory, honor, and worship. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book. Number one, two, and three, by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Philippians chapter four, verse 11. Contentment isn't getting what we want, but being satisfied with what we have. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Golden Nugget number two, inspired by Proverbs chapter 18, verses 9. Too many people quit looking for work when they find a job. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Golden Nugget number three, inspired by Proverbs chapter 11 verses five. Ability will enable a man to go to the top, but it takes character to keep him there. The righteousness of the blameless makes a single way for them, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. Episode number five, Chesterson, Day by Day. A man can be a Christian to the end of the world for the simple reason that a man could have been an atheist from the beginning of it. The materialism of things is on the face of things. It does not require any science to find it out. A man who has lived and loved falls down dead and the worms eat him. That is materialism, if you like. That is atheism, if you like. If mankind has believed in spite of that, it can believe in spite of anything. But why our human lot is made any more hopeless because we know the names of the worms who eat him or the names of all the parts of him that 
they eat is to a thoughtful mind somewhat difficult to discover all things considered. Episode number six, Reflection. Conceal your spiritual treasures and do not reveal them unnecessarily. Behold how men conceal and hide their material wealth, and how, when forced to reveal how much they have, they always conceal the greater amount and only reveal the lesser. Very few are they who wish to reveal all that they possess, and fewer still are those who would declare that they have more than they actually possess, and these the world considers frivolous and mindless. This clearly shows you how you need to conceal your spiritual wealth, that is, your virtues, good works, fasting, vigils, and prayers. Why do not the wise children of this world reveal their material wealth? Well, for two reasons. So that neither would thieves hear of it, nor would evil men be provoked to envy. There also exist envious men and jealous thieves in regard to spiritual treasure. They are the spirits of malice. As soon as you reveal your spiritual treasure, they will endeavor to belittle it and to squander it. Just as soon as you reveal it without need, let us say out of vanity, so as to be praised, they seize it and disparage it. And you, O rich man of spiritual treasure, will imperceptibly and suddenly become a poor man. Many who were spiritually rich, the saints, made themselves out to be fools before the world, so that by appearing foolish, they would conceal their great wisdom and strength within themselves. Abba Isaiah writes, Those good works that are performed in secret are more pleasing to God. St. Nihilus of Sinai says, The covered skin of the body is white, but the uncovered skin is parched and black. So it is with our concealed and our good works. Episode number seven. Humility in our falls. If we contemplate our misery without raising our eyes to God, the Father of mercies, we will easily become discouraged. By examining ourselves thoroughly, we will see that discouragement always comes from two closely related causes. The first is that we depend upon our own strength. Through it, our pride is wounded and deceived when we fall. The second is that we lack reliance on God. We do not think of referring to Him in times of prosperity, nor do we have recourse to Him when we fail. In short, we act by ourselves. We try to succeed alone. We fall alone, and we alone, we contemplate our fall. The result of such conduct can only be discouragement. Indeed, how could we expect to find in ourselves the strength to rise again when it's out of our very want of strength that we made us fall? God does not want us to act by ourselves. Woe to him that is alone, said sacred scripture, for when he falleth he hath none to lift him up. Ecclesiastes 4.10 Woe to him who relies only on his own strength to put his good resolutions into execution. When he falls, he will not have the aid of God's might to lift him up. 
Thus, he will remain in his misery, confused and discouraged. Just as we should not make good resolutions without counting on God's help to keep them, by the same token, we should not view our failures without considering God's mercy at the same time. For as God is the only one who can help us persevere in good, so he alone can rise us up from evil. That is why all the saints have taught that the knowledge of oneself must never be separated from the knowledge of God and vice versa. St. Teresa of Jesus says, The soul must sometimes emerge from self-knowledge and soar aloft in meditation upon the greatness and the majesty of its God. Doing this will help it to realize its own baseness better than thinking of its own nature, and it will be freer from the reptiles which enter the first rooms, that is, the rooms of self-knowledge.